Kingdom Revelations is a program of Royal Identity Ministries. Founder and Director Luke Niebergall has addressed the body of Christ around the world through corporate gatherings of believers. Luke serves the body of Christ as a prophetic voice by developing healthy prophetic cultures where God can move and speak. Welcome to Kingdom Revelations. This week we're going to be talking about Keys to Healthy Leadership Part 3. So if you've been following for the last few weeks, we've done Part 1, Part 2, and now we're doing Part 3. I'm going to run through the first five really quickly, just giving you the titles so that you know where we are. So the first key was about how we need to always be examining our heart and to be examining our soul. The second key was that we need to surround ourselves with people who are actually different than us to fill our weak spots. The third key was about how we need to remain teachable and to remain humble. The fourth key is that when we're building something, we need to actually be building relationship with those that we're partnered with. And the fifth key was about how we need to have our priorities straight. So now I'm going to go into the last three keys, so number six, seven, and eight, and this number six key is this. It's when you're a leader, criticism will inevitably come. And we need to actually have a tough exterior to the words that are coming. However, we also need to keep a soft heart towards those who are speaking the words. So I want to talk a little bit about that with you guys. You know, for me, doing what I do in ministry, I get all sorts of people who criticize and throw accusations. You know, they don't agree with the things that I kind of teach, and, and that's okay. However, that being said, it's actually my responsibility to, to respond correctly to that. You know, because unfortunately, when people are speaking words, at times it can be tempting to allow bitterness to swell inside of your heart. And, you know, we need to come to a place where it's like we have a tough exterior. We're confident enough with what the Lord has actually asked us to do and called us to do so that when people speak, it doesn't hurt me. Yet at the same time, I need to make sure that my heart is still pure before the Lord so that I'm not walking in anything negative towards those people. You know, people, they often ask me, they say, you know, Luke, with with what you do, like you're publishing books and teaching around the world and doing all these things. And, you know, people see the things on social media that people can say sometimes and they'll ask me and they'll be like, how do you... How do you not get hurt and how do you not take offense towards people? And this is what I often say to them. You know, when we experience rejection from people, there's a certain heart posture that we can take. Because when we're rejected, we can do one of two things. We can, uh, we can either allow those words to hurt us, we can, we can pull them into our heart so that we get wounded, or we can allow that rejection to push us into the arms of the Father. And when that happens, when we embrace the Father's love for us, we actually see that the world's rejection, it actually cowers before the acceptance that the Father has towards us. So even though I'm experiencing rejection from other people, when I turn to the Father and I see how much He accepts me, I, I become more confident. See, it's in the Father's embrace where true confidence is forged. So as a leader, even when criticism comes, we need to have a tough exterior, but a, a soft heart towards those who are speaking. I'm going to jump into the second key now. So when you're a leader, we need to learn to be accountable. You know, leaders, leaders actually need to have those around them who can challenge them and ask the tough questions. And the reason why is because influence without accountability can actually be disastrous. One of my favorite Old Testament leaders, he was probably one of the greatest leaders in all of history, was Moses. But you know, even one of my favorite leaders in the world, he still had his weak spots and he still had his blind spots. 
If you look in Exodus chapter 18, we see that, you know, Moses was used to deliver the Israelites and he's leading them. And what he's doing in Exodus chapter 18 is every single day the Israelites are coming to him and presenting their problems before him. And he would wait on the Lord and receive wisdom and insight for them to help unlock their situations. Now, that, that sounds like a really nice thing to do, and he had a great heart in it, I'm sure. However, if you're doing that for an entire nation, you're going to burn out really quickly. So what God did was God brought his father-in-law, Jethro, around Moses to help bring some realignment. And Jethro essentially said, like, this is me paraphrasing, but he's like, you need to appoint people to look after these people to answer their questions, otherwise you're going to burn out. So it was interesting, like, Moses was leading a nation, had wild influence over the entire nation of Israel. However, there was a blind spot. So God rose up his father-in-law to actually come bring uh, administrative strategy so that Moses could actually last with longevity. You know, but it was all in this place of accountability. So every single one of us, you know, we need to be accountable to people. You know, a lot of the times people look at what I do in ministry and they wonder how I do what I do and, you know, how I'm staying on track with what the Lord has asked me to do. And a big part of the reason why is because I've allowed people to come around me to speak into my life. You know, I have a lot of friends who bring accountability to my ministry. I have covenant friends that do that. I also have an accountability team around me that I've given permission to them where it's like, if you see something off in my ministry or something off in my heart posture, you can speak into me and I'll listen to you because I'm accountable to you. And I believe that that's very important. You know, and I, I have that with different aspects of my ministry, whether it's my teaching theologically, I allow people to speak in that way, um, with, with how I function in relationships with other leaders, um, with the financial aspects of our ministry. I have people that I go to and I seek their counsel so that they can actually bring alignment if, if alignment needs to be brought. So every single one of us, we need to be accountable. And now I'm going to jump into the last key, the eighth key, and this is it. It's to rest. And that's hard for some leaders, you know, because when you have a lot of momentum, sometimes it's hard to stop and to get slow and still for a season. However, you guys, if we're not willing to rest, we're actually allowing our vision to take precedence before our personal health. Eventually, that will lead us to burnout. Rest actually needs to be a priority because it's, it's a very prominent key to, to walking out our calling with longevity. Honoring the Sabbath was actually one of the Ten Commandments. You know, and that's a really serious thing when we think about that. It was one of the Ten Commandments, and God didn't make it one of the Ten Commandments for, for His own gain. He did it for us because He knows that resting is healthy. And the Lord spoke to me a while back, and He said, You know, Luke, um, if you're not willing to rest, you're actually walking in direct disobedience to me. And that's really intense. You know, for someone like me, I, I don't want to stray outside of the will of God. I want to walk fully in what God has for me. So when I hear that, guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to be resting because it's important to God's heart, not for his gain, but for my gain, because God is actually for me in what I was created to do. And he wants to see me last for the long haul. You know, I actually, uh, I try to take every August off just to rest. It's amazing what God does in the times of rest. And, you know, like I said, it is hard to kind of stop when you have big momentum and you're moving really fast. It's hard to slow down sometimes. But, you know, this last August, it was amazing just spending time with family and friends and just waiting upon the Lord. And it's amazing that the, the realignment that God brings, you know, and we received so many different new strategies for our ministry and the direction that we're going. And, you know, the Lord would be like, in the last season, you've focused a lot on this, and now you need to shift to do this over here and to put more time and energy into that. But it's interesting because if I weren't willing to rest, I actually wouldn't be receiving the fresh vision that God has for me. My ministry succeeding is actually dependent on whether or not I'm actually willing to sit and wait on the Lord in the place of resting. Because God speaks differently in the place of rest than he does when you're moving quickly. 
So those are the last three keys, you guys. So I'm just going to pray over you guys. And I just want to bless you because I believe in every single one of you guys listening. I believe that God's called you as a leader. You know, whether that's in business or government or in your family or or however God has called you, I, I know that every single person in the kingdom of God is called as a leader and, and God believes in you and he is for you. So Jesus, I just bless every single person listening right now. And God, I just pray that you just pour out over them in greater measure. And God, I just pray right now, God, that, you know, even if criticism comes, God, I pray that you just teach us to have a tough exterior. I pray, God, that you'd forge confidence in us, God, so that we can stand amidst opposition. But God, with that, that we'll keep soft hearts towards those who are speaking, Jesus, that we will always move in love, we will always move in forgiveness, and we'll always move in kindness. Lord, I just pray for that. And God, I also pray for every leader listening, and I pray that you bring proper accountability around them. God, bring the right people who won't be yes men, but Lord, that they'll challenge us when we need to be challenged. They'll ask the tough questions, Lord, not out of micromanaging, but out of a desire to see us succeed. So Lord, I just pray that for every single person. And God, I I just pray right now over every listener, and I pray that the rest of the Lord will come upon them. And God, I pray that we'll learn to prioritize rest even when we're busy. And God, I pray we'll constantly minister and live life and build out of this place of rest, God, that the resting won't be a season, but it'll be a lifestyle. That we'll always live in the rest of the Lord. We'll always live in the place of friendship with you, Lord. So I just pray that right now in Jesus' name. And I just pray over every leader and I just declare divine strategy from Jesus. Divine strategy where there might have been spiritual earmuffs in the past where we haven't been able to receive properly what you want to do, Lord. I just pray right now for just divine strategy, Lord, that you'll speak clearly over every single person listening. God, that we will know the direction and what steps to take. So I just pray all of this right now in Jesus' name. You have been listening to Kingdom Revelations, a production of Royal Identity Ministries based in Calgary, Alberta, Canada. This teaching is available to be shared or heard again on soundcloud.com or as an iTunes podcast, Kingdom Revelations. To learn more about Luke Niebergall and his ministry, visit royalidentity.org.